You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. Glad that you came here tonight. It's just not the same when you don't come. And uh, thanks to Beck for taking us around the communion then. I, um, I want to talk to you tonight about, about being a loser. Uh, because the truth is everybody loses. Not everyone necessarily is a loser. But everybody from time to time experiences defeat however I don't think you're ever going to make a lot of money by having a t-shirt that kind of says loser or defeated or a little cap that kind of says loser most people don't want to wear that cap most people don't want to put that shirt on you probably wouldn't necessarily make a lot of money but what, what I want to say to you not I believe this to be absolutely imperative this is um this is uh can, this is this is this truth is life changing if you can own your defeat own your failure. In life, you either own your failure or your failure owns you. I'll say it again and then I'm going to uh, explain it to you. In life, you either own your failure or your failure will own you. You see, what we tend to do and what is our, I don't know, the predisposition of mankind is to blame, right? We love to blame. I'm going to blame the weather, or I'm going to blame the boss, or I'm going to blame my family. I love to blame everybody else for my current experience. In the church, we spiritualize it and we blame the devil. Or, you know, we blame some kind of, you know, spiritual climate. I believe that God has called me, and I believe God has called you to take responsibility. And I believe that there is an incredible power released when you take responsibility. I want to take you back in time to the Garden of Eden, chapter 1, verse 26 um, of the book of Genesis, where it says this. It says, And God said, Let us make mankind in our image and in our likeness, so that... So that, this is the reason, God has made you and I in the image of God for a very specific reason, so that they, that's you and I, might rule over the fish of the sea, the bird of the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals, and over all of the creatures that move along the ground. In other words, God has created me to take responsibility for the planet, and of course, I can't take responsibility to the planet until I first take responsibility for myself. Now, what a generous thing for God to do. How generous is God? Would you create something as vast and as stunningly beautiful as the planet and then give it to somebody else to manage? Would you create something and then just give it away under someone else's control? But that's what God has done for us. God has given us control over the planet, control over our lives. He must have thought we were up to it. He must have created us in such a way that we had the ability to rise to the challenge, that we were able to take responsibility. Now, in the garden, he put a couple of trees. And he said, I don't want you to eat from this tree. And of course, what did they do? They ate from the tree and they were naked and afraid. And they didn't want to talk to God. How many know when you least want to talk to God, it's often when God turns up? They didn't want to have any discussions with God. Leave me alone, God. You know, God, you and I, we're not together at the moment. We're not doing well. Just distance from God is what I need right now. Well, God doesn't sort of acknowledge that. God comes right in on this distance. 
and he comes seeking them in the garden. Chapter 3 and verse 8. It says, Then the man and the wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. They hid from the Lord among the trees and in the garden. Uh, but the Lord called to the man, Where are you? And he answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid and I was naked. He was naked and afraid. And uh, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? I just looked down and figured it out myself, God. Uh, no one had to tell me. Uh, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree I commanded you not? And what does Adam say? I love this. What does Adam say in response? Well, God, I did. I did eat from the tree. I'm owning it, God. I take responsibility. You gave me this beautiful paradise. You entrusted me with this gorgeous woman. And God, I'm owning this. I take responsibility. Yes, my fault. No, that's not what he said. <laughs> and the man said, if we continue to read, the woman you put here, <laughs> she gave it to me and I ate from the tree. What's, what has he just said? Lord, there's three actors in this little scene. There's, there's you, there's the woman, and there's me. And there's only one innocent party, God. And that happened to be me. God, it's your fault. You put her here. If you didn't put her here, I wouldn't have eaten from the tree. What were you thinking, God? And then if you don't want to take responsibility, God, there's that woman. Oh, I tell you, those women. God, she tempted me, God. And I'll and I, I tell you what, God, I'm in a mess. I'm inside myself. It's just so dreadful. What's happened to me? Now I'm going to have to work all my days. I'm going to die. I tell you what, if there was no win, no pay lawyers, right? They'd be chasing down God right about now. I'm going to sue you, God, for putting the woman in the garden. I'm going to sue you, woman, for giving me. It's not my fault. It's their fault. How many know the advent of no win, no pay lawyers has made it very easy to obfuscate, pass on responsibility? And what, what, so God turns to the woman. And what does she say? Well, she says, oh God, I shouldn't have taken the fruit. I did, so sorry. You know, it just looked so good. I took it and I ate it. And then my, you know, my sin, I didn't want to drink alone. So I said, here, Adam, you have some. And Adam had some. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we, now we're in the mess we're in, God. I'm so sorry. But that's not what the woman said at all, is it? The woman found somebody else to blame. The woman saw someone else in the equation that Adam seemed to miss. Adam knew of Eve and knew of God and obviously of himself. But Eve was able to pick up a snake. And so Eve blamed the snake because everybody knows that snakes deceive you. <laughs> right? I mean, the snake said to me, I should eat the thing. Well, <laughs> if you're going to say it's snake, I better have some. Uh, the font of all wisdom are them snakes. <laughs> And so what she does is she flicks responsibility and she gives blame. And here's the tragedy of the story, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the tragedy of the story. Is that there are people in this room tonight, sitting right here, right now, listening to my voice. Listen up, you might be one of them. Who have had, to you, some pretty horrible stuff happen, frankly. Um, you have been the victim of circumstances over which you had no control. And they've left you hurt, disappointed, sorrowful. Um, you have enough evidence 
to justify your blaming. Um, it may have even been somebody who had associated their position with God. Uh, it may have been somebody who had a position of incredible authority and responsibility for your life. They should have done something by you and they didn't. They left you in the lurch and you had no power to do anything about it at all. Yeah, your blaming isn't like this. You know, Adam and Eva, come on, take responsibility. No, no, you actually have bona fide good reasons. I mean, if we wanted to go to the court, you'd probably win. You have been wronged. And the evidence to justify your position is everywhere. Here's the hard truth, folks. This is the hard truth. And this is what people find so difficult to embrace But if you ever want to move from brokenness to wholeness, there's only one pathway to victory, and that's take ownership. There's no other pathway to victory. If you want to shoot yourself in the foot again in the future, continue to obfuscate and blame. Even if you have all the reason and all the justification and all of the evidence, right? I'm telling you, you buy into this notion, you buy into this, this, this pathway, and there will come a point between now and the end of your life where you just about blow one of your feet off in terms of what you could have done for God and what you should have done for your fellow man. But you trip yourself up time and time and time again. See, the thing about forgiveness and what makes it so powerful, all right, so difficult so hard. Forgiveness is so hard because if, if I do the wrong thing by you and come and say, I'm sorry, it doesn't take it away, does it? I mean, if I've hurt you and I come to you and go, oh, I'm so sorry about what I did, it doesn't, doesn't take off you all of the, uh, the consequences of my actions. Here's the thing about forgiveness. Forgiveness is tough, right? Even when the person that you need to forgive is apologetic. Even when they're humble, Even when they come and say, I should have done, I'm so sorry, will you please forgive me? It's kind of like, oh, I suppose I've got to forgive them. It's not easy when you're carrying the scars of what they did, but, you know, better than someone who doesn't even ask for forgiveness. It's better than someone who doesn't even think they need to be forgiven. It's better than someone who simply turns on their heels and walks away and never gives you a second thought. I mean, to forgive somebody like that, I mean, that sucks, frankly, doesn't it? You want revenge, you want to get even. The hardest decision that you'll ever make is the decision of forgiveness. But the sad thing is, the sad thing is, whilst it's the hardest decision to ever make, it's the most important because if you don't make that decision, it's kind of like you continue to drink a bottle of poison hoping the other person's going to get sick and keels over. But you're drinking the bottle of the poison. You are continuing down your pathway of unforgiveness that inevitably leads to a root of bitterness. The reason why, and here's the crux of it, the reason why forgiveness is so important, so powerful and so hard is because forgiveness is all about ownership. Forgiveness is all about saying, I'm going to own it. I'm going to wear it. If it's to be, it's up to me. Until you get there, Your experience, your your hurt will control the rest of your life. There's no easy way. There's no sugarcoating. This this is not easy, right? Forgiveness is not easy. 
You don't forgive somebody who asks you and who humbles themselves. Leave alone the person who has hurt you, done the wrong thing by you, and left you. But if you don't genuinely, deeply, and completely forgive them, you are not owning this. You are not seizing control of your future. In Genesis chapter 4, we're continuing this, this pathway of the advent of mankind, the early days. We see violence enter the human race in a tragic way where two brothers, siblings, rise up uh, and one of the brothers kills the other. He was angry. He was angry with his brother because he was angry with God. But in the end, he kills his brother. He takes his brother's life. Before he kills his brother, I want you to have a look at something here because it's very interesting. In chapter 4 and verse 3, it says, In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. In verse 4, And Abel also brought an offering, the fat portion from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel's offering, but he rejected Cain's. And Cain was angry, right? He was cheesed. He was really, really cranky that God had said, you're okay and you're not. And of course, the reason for that was is that Cain was trying to show that he could control the relationship with God by his own works through, you know, tending the, um, the orchards and so forth. And he was bringing his works to, Christ, to, to God as an offering. But God was, had something bigger in mind here. God had a bigger picture. Uh, what God was doing was creating a picture of a sacrificial a lamb that he would provide called his son in the future and that he would control the relationship between God and, and us and that he would take responsibility. And so that's what's going on here. There is a very clear image being portrayed. But um, Cain didn't want to do that. Cain wanted to do it his way by his own works, by his own um, uh, farming. Um, but God does give him a warning in verse 7. He says, if you do what's right, in verse 7 of Genesis 4, you'll, uh, will you not be accepted? But if you don't do what's right, sin is crouching at the door. I love the image of that, right? Crouching tiger, you know, it's crouching at the door, ready to consume you. It's, des it, it, it's desire to have you. But you, here, here's the key, but you must rule over it. You must rule how do you rule over something? You take ownership. You take responsibility. You can't rule over something that you won't own. He's saying to, to Cain, you don't have to kill your brother. And then you don't have to suffer the consequence of that. He was marked for the rest of his life. You don't have to have a life that's going downhill if you can take responsibility, if you can take ownership. God has designed us in this way. See, how many know that sin desires you? And when you've been rejected and when you feel like you're not part of the team, when things aren't going your way, it's nice to know that you're desired. Sin desires you. You know, when you're fighting for joy, despair wants you in its clutches. When you're fighting for forgiveness, bitterness will try to draw you into its lair. When you want and you're trying to break through for love, hate continues to drag you and claw you back into its den. It desires your company. Bitterness, unforgiveness, they, they, uh, those things want you with them. But you've got to take ownership of the, uh, of the moment. You've got to take ownership of the situation. So often we abdicate ownership. 
And we act as if we're powerless when we've just read that God created us and God chose us to be powerful, to take ownership, to be the one who's responsible. But we don't want to do that. You know, it's just hard. So we blame circumstances. and We blame institutions. We blame people. Sometimes we blame God. Have you ever blamed God? I have. Say, God, you let me down. God, I was really hoping for this. I was really praying for this. God, I really thought that was going to happen, and it didn't. You could have made it happen, God. I've actually uttered those words. God, I feel you've let me down. I'm not going to own this, God. I'm angry with you. And you know something? It's time to take ownership. Time to put on your big boy pants and grow up. Because yeah, it, it's so powerful when you make that choice. You, you're one choice away from a better life. You're one choice away from a different future. You're one choice away from radical change. A thousand bad choices uh, can be redeemed by the one good choice to take ownership. A thousand mistakes can be turned around by the one correct move of saying, I am responsible, I'm going to own it, even when you've got all the reasons in the world and you've got all the case in your mind. You've been through it, haven't you? You've worked it over and you had a thousand times. Why, if she didn't do this, why, she said she was going this, why, that was, why, if only they had done this. You've worked it over in your mind. You felt the anger and the, the, the pain of it. And what happens? These voices in your head, you go, I'm going to forgive them. And then the next voice says, but no, they don't deserve it. One voice says, you're going to break three. Another voice says, no, no, why bother? Man, you just rest where you are. You settle where you are because you deserve where you are. And, and, and if, you're gonna, if, you, if you're not going to own your defeat, your f- defeat is going to own you. If you don't take ownership, if you don't take responsibility, defeat and failure will be your partner for the rest of your life. Mark my words. God wants you to step into the battle and say, enough is enough. Tonight, I take responsibility. You've got to recognize yourself as a mighty one, as a force of nature created by God to rule in this earth, to be the one who takes ownership of the circumstance and the situation. He might say, well, it wasn't my, it wasn't my fault. He might say, it, it wasn't my responsibility. You can continue to say that, and you can continue down that pathway. I'm just offering you tonight a higher way. You say, I, I, I'm not going to hide from this anymore. I, I, I'm not going to obfuscate. I'm not going to blame. I'm not going to shift. I'm not going to push you out to one side. If you haven't been wished a happy Palm Sunday, happy Palm Sunday. Uh, that, that sort of uh, seems to have gotten um, by the by today. Um, so happy Palm Sunday. Yeah, good. Okay, all right, great. <laughs> um, this is so important. This message, this idea is so important today. And I'll tell you why. Because if anybody had the right to obfuscate, if anybody had the right to blame, it was God, it was Jesus. Jesus could have said, I'm fed up with that lot. Look at the way they behave. Look at what they have done. Look at what they do. The human race and I, forget it. They are a sad case. They are a lost cause. They are losers, right? A lot of them. 
They're all defeated, useless, whatever. He could have adopted that and could argue he was right. Uh, we chose the direction we went, didn't we? Um, but what happened at the cross? What happened as we come around this Friday? And I really want to encourage you to make sure you, you come to church on Friday because you know what Friday is about? Friday is about God taking responsibility you like that mother she had to take responsibility right <laughs> no one else was going to carry the baby out were they dad uh, you've got to take responsibility friday this is jesus stepping up to the plate and saying i own this i'm taking was it jesus's fault did he die for his own sin of course he didn't but he owned it jesus owned your sin and what was the result of him making that decision? See, this is, this is what you've got to get thick. This is what's got to try to get thick in our heads, right? In life, the way up is always the way of sacrifice, always. You go, well, you start at the beginning of the Bible and you get to the end of the Bible and I can tell you one constant theme, Old Testament, New Testament, the book of Genesis, the book of Numbers, the book of Revelation, it's all the same. The way forward is the way of sacrifice. Every time. If you get into a tough situation and you don't know what to do, make a sacrifice. That's what Abraham did. <laughs> If, if you get to a point in life and you go, God, I'm in a mess. I don't know how I'm supposed to respond. Make a sacrifice. Write this down. The way up is always the way of sacrifice. Always. We don't see one time in Scripture where that concept or that truth doesn't apply. Jesus said, I'm going to own this. I'm going to own their sin. I'm going to take responsibility. What happened to him? He was given a name that was above every other name. What happened to him as a result of that? He conquered sin and death because he owned the situation where he could have blamed, he could have obfuscated, he could have pointed to somebody else, but he said, no, I own it. Are you prepared to say that? I know stuff's happened to you that wasn't your fault. I know stuff's happened to you that you could blame others for. I know stuff's happened to you, and you've actually probably worked out a whole, regime, a whole, a, a whole uh, case of, of, of reasons and, 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 uh, uh, and, and angles where you could prosecute and maybe even get a win because you want to get even. <laughs> I want to get even. Here's the thing in life. You've got to choose. You can either get even or you can get ahead. What do you want to be? Think of the people that have hurt you. Do you really want to be even with them? Do you want to be on their level? <laughs> you can get even or you can get ahead. Even's all about revenge. Getting ahead is all about ownership. It's all about sacrifice. It's all it says, I'm taking this, right? I'm owning this. In 2 Corinthians um, chapter 1 and verse 21, it says, It is God who enables us along with you, you and me, to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us. He's identified us by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment, the guarantee of everything that he's promised us. The Holy Spirit is in you, but there's more to come. I've got to tell you, my friend, God's got a plan for your life, but there's more to come. You say to me, how do I get there? How do I find what God's plan for my life is? I want to tell you, it's sacrifice sacrifice opens the door every time sacrifice is the way forward every time it's owning it 
and says, oh, I'm, not, I'm not blaming that person for my circumstance. I, I, I don't care how bad they might be, and I don't care how difficult you've been treated, how unfair it is. You've got to make a choice. Because you either want to get even or get ahead in life. And if you're happy with getting even, well, that's sad because God got more, God's got more for you than that. God wants you to get ahead. God says, I need you to take ownership because I've taken ownership. Jesus said, I've taken ownership of your sin. I've taken ownership of your failure. I've taken ownership of your future. You don't have to worry about your future because I've taken ownership of it. You see, he was the only one who could fix it. He was not responsible, but he took responsibility. You may not be responsible, but you can take responsibility. You can be like Jesus. And you can take responsibility. And you can take that sacrifice. And you've got to realize on the other side of that, there is a glorious future. On the other side of that, how many know Jesus he, he died and he rose again, not to stand to blame us, but to reclaim us. He died and rose again, not to put us down, but to lift us up. He, he took authority, he took responsibility, not so that somehow he could get even with us, but he did so, so he could drive us forward. You and I, we have the incredible opportunity to do the same. God wants you to take ownership of your past so you can take responsibility for your future. I don't know how much damage there's been in your life. I know this, you are the single object of God's love. And God loves you more than you could ever imagine. He sacrificed for you more than you can comprehend. You can choose tonight to take mastery over your tomorrow by taking ownership over your past. Thank you for listening to this podcast.